This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. This is a special edition where we're talking about Afghanistan and what SOM is doing to support those who are risking much for the name of Jesus in this troubled region during this troubled time. My name is Mark Stafford and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt, the CEO of SOM International. And David, briefly tell us what SOM is doing with their contacts in Afghanistan right now. Yeah, Mark, I think it's such an important subject uh, as in our podcast to talk about if we're really going to talk about leadership, we need to be people that lead to doing good, to helping those who are oppressed. And right now in Afghanistan, we know the people are, are suffering greatly and come under a totalitarian yeah. leadership. And it's just been horrific, I think, of for the media and news for a lot of people. You know, how are we to respond? Let's go through this today and really talk about really what is going on there in Afghanistan, how the body of Christ and, you know, leaders that are listening to this podcast can respond and with a uh, real concrete, practical ways. Sure. Uh, SOM International, we have uh, partnerships um, around the world uh, with very credible and wonderful ministries of people that are clean hearted and truly doing the work. And that's what we try to focus on. Uh, the people that are really exemplifying the fruit of the Holy Spirit and love Jesus over this world and okay. that we can have high trust in uh, because there's just a lot of false news out there. Right. So we're so blessed to be working with people who really are not hired hands, as John 10 talks about, who will flee when the wolf comes, but they're going to lay their lives down for the sheep. They're, they're risk takers. And so in Afghanistan, obviously, it's just kind of a massive risk. I think that our hearts are especially bleeding for those who have been left behind. But I I want, first of all, our listening audience to know that I was so touched and moved to find out for some of our contacts that uh, the actually the majority of the believers, underground church, I mean, highly secret and difficult area of the world, they chose, Mark, to stay. They feel like they are the hope of Afghanistan, of truly, you know, hearts being changed and a transformation coming for future revival. And, and so we do know that God has kept a remnant in, in Afghanistan. So that's humbling. Are, are you saying these are Americans who have chosen to be left behind, or are these people who are indigenous people who have chosen to stay? Yeah. So no, I'm talking about the Afghan National Church that, you know, God has touched the hearts of Afghans. It's a minority, but there's true Afghans who have been touched by the blood and the work of Jesus. It's only by his grace that they're going to survive and going to thrive because we know the Taliban is no tolerance. Uh, it's a very fundamental Islamic state okay. and has no problem with death and putting to death anyone who would be a threat to Islam. And apostasy, according to the Quran, is the death sentence. And so when these Afghans have made the choice to trust Jesus, they're literally making the choice of martyrdom, of being a credible, faithful witness unto death. Humanly, it's not if we're going to die, it's when. Because we, the intent, Taliban had made themselves very clear in their intent. They will kill those who apostate. Okay. And so it's truly God's divine protection that's going to protect the underground church there. And on top of it, I've gotten um, some reports that we do know of believers who even the last— um, you know, a couple of weeks now, who have been martyred. We have direct, you know, credible reports who have been killed for their faith. And we, you know, of course, have reports even from media and other sources that they are going door to door. Uh, they're questioning 
clamping down. And we know, uh, you know, through history too, so many times uh, when groups come in like this, they'll first say, oh, we're going to give freedom to women. We're giving freedom to Christians on and on. But, you know, once they consolidate their power, how that changes. So even the freedoms that we might be seeing temporarily right now as Kabul has just been taken. The reality of it is, is we've seen the true colors and nature of the Taliban and their vision of society. And mm-hmm. it doesn't accommodate for religious freedom, freedom of belief for the Afghan people to choose what they believe, who they believe. I, I got a post from a a, a friend who um, in the post had talked about they're on the phone with believers and they talked about in the post um, how they they had put the, they were trusting God and God had given them great boldness to be faithful to God, even with the Taliban coming in and they were not going to deny their faith. And they talked and what was really touching to me is that they had talked to their children and their children said, Mommy, Daddy, we're not going to deny either Jesus either. We're ready to die. And as they're praising God and, and proclaiming this faith on the phone with this worker, uh, they, they heard the gunfire and shots going on. And after that conversation, that worker is not being able to connect with those mm. people. So they believe they were shot and put to death wow. just you know, a few nights ago. And so what do we do with that? Uh, You know, Mark, in America, we're, we love protection. We love justice. That's just plain wrong. It's horrific. Um, And this is where we have to dig deep in the biblical perspective, where we have to really put on faith because ultimately the, there's hope we can find in the word of God, not in man, because there was injustice done and the handling of course, they're tying that out, even handling how the alliance nations handled the occupation, leaving everything else. There's a lot of questions there. And certainly there's things we could do as society, but uh, we have to look at the word of God for our hope. And so let's unpackage that after the break, Mark, to talk about how could we approach this now biblically, the faith and hope we could have, and how we could even serve our family in situation. All right. When we get back, we'll talk about how you can get involved with those who are risking much for Jesus in Afghanistan. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International, and we are talking about what's happening right now with those who are risking much for Jesus in Afghanistan. Uh, David, tell us more. It's heartbreaking, but yet there's a biblical perspective that we can apply to this very difficult situation that we're watching unfold on the news right now. Yeah, so I was just sharing about the believers that we know of have just lost their lives. They were truly martyred in the full aspect of it for their faith in Christ and not 
denying Christ. And they're, they're with Jesus. Why can we say that? Because the scripture, Peter's uh, promises again, again, to be apart from the body is to be with Christ. Unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it will bear much seed. And I, and I love this verse out of Philippians. People quote it all the time, but I try to be emphasis to the second part that I think as Americans, we don't really meditate on. And that is to live is Christ. And you remember how it ends, right? Yeah, to to die is gain. Yeah, and that takes on a whole new life when you when you start watching what that actually entails. Absolutely, you know, and think about that. We they go oh, to live is Christ, you know, and we get excited. The die, but but the scripture said that the death is actually a gain. It's greater than the living, because now it's living with God in fullness and perfection. Faithful in the sight of Him are that is the blood of the martyrs, you know, blood of those who've passed away, and the martyrs' crowns. And we could go on and on about God's delight, God's favor, His love, His provision, even in through the death to into His throne. And so we can have faith that God is right now providing in supernatural ways for our, our Afghan family who has lost loved ones. I I know of one family who their whole family was killed and the grandmother was away from the house when the Taliban came and quizzed them on faith and she's the only one that survived. You know, so we have the blood of the martyrs being shed and, and seeded in Afghanistan right now. That also tells the history through the word of God that the blood of the martyrs is the seed of that the church. And and it's the it's that testimony that overcomes the enemy. And you know one thing about Satan, he always overplays his hand. I believe that God is using the evil and the um in the enemy and, and corruption to ultimately reveal the depravity of man because one thing that happened the last 20 years that god really did use you know the occupation of the alliance you know nations is they tasted freedom i mean so the, the women had more freedom there was opportunities for some proclamation of the gospel sharing and for um christian lives to demonstrate their love for one another and so they tasted and saw uh, to some level that God was good. Well, now that God's taken that light out in that representation and left a seed under the ground where only the secret believers would be left and, and have to be incredibly discreet. And, and so now they're tasting the full wrath of, you know, ultimately of man's depravity and God turning a nation over to the desires of their flesh and their religion and their God and another God in that scenario. Mark, lives are going to really begin to meditate on what is truth? Who is God? What is the hope? Where can I find love? And and they'll begin to remember who really poured out love to them in the past. For instance, during COVID, I've talked to some of the workers, you know, they, many of the Afghans have verbalized, they noticed who brought the most support during COVID. It was the Christians, the Christian organizations with the humanitarian support and everything else. Mm -hmm. They noticed it was the Christians who brought the education that really uh, advocated for the women's rights against the sex trade and, and all these things. And so those memories and those experiences are going to be remembered being brought in now with this very corrupt and heavy-handed regime. And so that becomes, you know, perfect opportunity for the soil of the hearts now to begin to remember, you know, what they've heard about God and who God is, and for God to begin to supernaturally build up the church in a dramatic way. Because again, let me uh, contrast, for those 20 years, many Afghans did not receive Christ. They were not ready for that. They've heard a little bit, they, they appreciate the humanitarian support, but they weren't ready to embrace faith in Christ. 
But now they're seeing the contrast. And, you know, the scripture says, decide for who you shall serve as your household. And so God's now bringing to a point that if they're really going to be children of God, they got to make a decision who they're going to serve, whether it be Yahweh or Allah or themselves. Afghanistan's a little bit different place, as you really just explained well. Afghanistan has, has experienced some freedom. They've experienced a, some proclamation of the gospel. They have smartphones. They have the internet. They've had some women now go through advanced education that they, they never had before. And it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out as uh, the gospel moves forward, but moves forward underground now. And people have to come to grips with what it means to be a uh, living as a Muslim in a Muslim country now that the occupation is being removed. So David, tell us how we can get involved in supporting our brothers and sisters who right now are uh, laying it all on the line. They're risking much for the gospel and they're living in this very highly persecuted place. Well, if people want to find encouragement, they just need to get involved with the kingdom work because I was very touched it's, and so many others as we looked at the outpouring of support and love, a, a real movement of prayer just around Afghanistan as the word went out. I mean, truly, there was a beautiful expression of kindness uh, to to many of the Afghans, and and that's God's love. I mean, even working in believers and non-believers. So we would invite people through uh, to SOM International. If you're not getting the newsletter, obviously to be updated. We have already been able to support 20 families with supplies who are displaced. There's a diaspora of Afghans through Central Asia now who have had to flee for their lives. Some of them, of course, have come to the United States, some to Europe. So the Afghans are all over the world now, and again, that's another way that God's going to share the gospel with them. God's love is behind that. He disciplines those whom he loves. They're going through a difficult dis discipline process, but many uh, see that. We're working with the Afghans, even the Afghans themselves, as that's God's hand of creating opportunity for Afghans to hear the love of Jesus and be changed by him. And so, again, they, if people do want to give, they could give through SOM and just designate to, to Afghan Relief. And uh, we uh, are working with partner ministries to be able to get that directly on the ground to Afghans, both believing and unbelieving, just as a witness and, and spread God's love as we can to help alleviate the situation and, and create hope in the midst of a very hopeless, difficult situation. So just to be clear, David, if, the, if people want to give, they need to go to spiritofmartyrdom.com and designate it, or do they need to call the number, or can they do both? Oh, they do both. I mean, you, there's many ways you can donate through us. Uh, you know, we appreciate your funds, and, and we want to make it easy for you to be able to direct in 100% of all funds always given through SOM. They're designated. will go to that designation process. We run our ministry off of where most needed and just by faith as, as people are giving in other ways. So feel free to get involved with this need right now and because lives are really being touched and it's making a big difference. So if you want to give to the Afghan relief effort, go to spiritofmartyrdom.com and you can find Spirit of Martyrdom's number there. You can also give online. This has been a special edition of At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.